Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight, I am Peter, that is Tim, and this is our news edition of our horror movie podcast, which I've already told you the title of, it's Screams After Midnight, now that we've got that out of the way we can get into the business, <laughs> the business of movie announcements and trailers and all sorts of things that we talk about on here. Uh, it's still October, it's still the Octoberthon, hence the orange. We'll maybe discuss a little bit about what we've been watching at the end of the, the end of the show in the past week although not everything because tim i'm sure has watched about 40 films since last week mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. let's be honest we all don't have time to sit and listen to all of that it's an audio show tim you need <laughs> a, an audible response would be suitable sure <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Ho- hopefully hopefully i'll prod him into life with some stories here i thought mm-hmm. so First things first this week, in terms of the news, uh, we have an announcement officially of a new Resident Evil movie, although this seems huh? to replace the previous... Because there was like news like a year or two ago about them doing mm-hmm. a movie based loosely on Resident <coughs> Evil 7. I don't know if you remember this being a thing. What, was that supposed to be produced by James Wan? Yeah, yeah, I think that was that yeah. one, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that I, seems... I, I don't know if I remember it being specifically 7, uh, but I do remember that there was a Resident Evil movie. Yeah, it was like loosely inspired by Seven. It was going to take mm-hmm. a page from Seven to go back to the horror or whatever. Okay. And I, I guess that's just done because obviously we have the TV show coming on Netflix as well as an animated show on Netflix coming, which is coming mm-hmm. first because they, they had like a trailer for it recently. Mm-hmm. But now we have an announcement of a new live action movie, a reboot. And okay. what's weird about it, so we've got a director, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Johannes Roberts, who did 47 Meters Down and The Strangers... Okay. Pray at night, cool. uh, and we have casting for it, and it says okay. it's going back to the the root of the first two games and recreate terrifying visceral experience that the director had when he first played them. Uh, here's mm-hmm. the cast, and no, and you'll recognize because unlike the original Resident Evil movie, Tim, we actually have characters <laughs> from the games in this. So all of oh, these, oh wow, what a what a crazy idea! <laughs> I know. If anything, we've got too many characters from the games to the point where we're going, to, we're going to be speculating how they're all going to fit in this. So, the cast includes Kaya Scodelero, who you might know from Crawl. She was the lead in that. Oh, okay. okay. Right. She plays mm-hmm. Claire Redfield. Makes sense. Wait. Okay. <laughs> we have Hannah. So John- first movie, but. Uh... Yes. Claire is in there. Okay. Alright, alright. Right. So you're so you're just thinking to yourself, oh, it's gonna be Resident Evil 2. There's the, mm-hmm. the Adapting 2 is the first movie, whatever. Sure. Right. But then we have Hannah John Kamen, mm-hmm. who plays Jill Valentine. Okay. Uh the actress I mean I know her, she was in Killjoys and Sci Fi, but she was either the villain mm-hmm. in that man the Wasp for a be a bigger, more mainstream oh, okay. uh, sure. appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh they've got Robbie Amell, uh, who's an upload, he was in the CW shows, he was in the Babysitter. He was the the jock mm-hmm. did in the Babysitter. Okay. Uh, he's playing Chris Redfield. Okay. <laughs> then we have Tom Hopper mm-hmm. from the Umbrella Academy. He was Luther in the Umbrella Academy. He's mm-hmm. playing Albert Wesker. Okay. All right. <laughs> and then we have uh, Ivan Yogia or Yogia. I, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's playing Leon S. Kennedy. Okay. And then we have Neil McDonough. Who is going to play William Birkin? Okay, all right. So, so, I mean, if I gave you half those names, if I gave you Claire and Leon and William, you'd be like, "Oh, it's a Resident Evil Two adaptation." 
But mm-hmm. then I'm like, but also Chris and Jill and Wesker. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you make uh, of this? What do you make of this, Tim? Uh, well, I mean, if I, if I had to guess, and, and honestly, what the probably the smart thing to do, I, I say, mm-hmm. would be um, if you're planning for something big, if you want like a franchise, uh, then adapt the first game, but maybe like seed some hints for a second movie which we'll adapt to so like you know maybe we'll we'll have like you know the original mansion and some of the people in there but you know you you could easily have like you know flashback scenes of you know chris with his sister claire or you know like stuff in the mansion referencing you know william birkin or you know that kind of thing or at a flashback of jill with her brother leon yes sure Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That that definitely is a little weird. Uh, but I mean, I don't think it would be a bad idea if you are planning a franchise to maybe interwind uh, some stories. Like, I, I wouldn't want to see something like, oh, Leon is just a member of Stars now and he's in the mansion. Like, mm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did something like that because he is a popular character and whatnot. But um, I, I mean, maybe they'll do something like that. But um, that wouldn't I, I shock mean, me. Yeah. I mean, the the appearance of William t- makes mm-hmm. me think it's going to be more of a Resident Evil 2 adaptation that mm-hmm. just happens to have either flashbacks to the mansion uh, mm-hmm. with Chris and Jill, which which feels like a bit of a waste in that I think there's enough in the first game to just make a movie about the first game uh, oh, totally, yeah. and then a movie about the second game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that would be a bit of a waste, but at least that would be, be explained. Or it's mm-hmm. going to be Resident Evil 2, but, but also with like kind of Resident Evil 3 with Jill running around the city. She just also happens to be with Chris at the same time. You know, Chris is just there too. too. I could see that, yeah. maybe. Uh, it's a lot to shove into one movie, so I'll have to wait and see what they do here. Unless they do something really insane mm. where we're getting the story of 1 and 2, but they don't actually finish both of them. They just give us, like, parts of the <laughs> stories of 1 and 2, and it's like, yeah. come back for the sequel to get the <laughs> next parts, you know. Maybe, maybe you know, the, the, the Resident Evil 2 portion will end mm. with the liquor fight, and the Resident Evil 1 portion <laughs> of the movie will end with, like, the Plant 42 fight, and we'll be like, no, come back next time. <laughs> for Resident Evil 1 and 2 parts 2 and 2. Yeah, that could be interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like the, uh, like the first three, uh, games. I, I feel like you know they could be pretty well, uh, you know, intertwined. I mean, the first one obviously is like, you know, the most kind of standout. Uh, I, I guess, but I mean, you know, they all kind of have like, you know, characters coming and going, you know, throughout them. So, yeah, again, I, I could see him doing something like that, but. I mean, I don't know why it always seems like so hard to just like adapt the games. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the first one is like, you know, a very complete story. Um, there's plenty you can do with it. Um, you know, there's obviously stuff you would take out and, you know, maybe there's some stuff you'd want to add. And again, like I kind of said before, like you could start seeding stuff to appear in the second game. Like, again, you know, maybe not like full on characters or whatever but i mean you know there's enough that you can do to kind of plan stuff in uh for what might happen but yeah i just i don't know why it seems like people never want to do that or have a hard time doing that yeah the fact that claire's actress is top build she's the first one mentioned mm-hmm. tells me that it's not going to be a recreation of the first game yeah. specifically but i mean who knows what they're going to do with this? Maybe they'll just have both Claire and Leon on stars. I don't know. That's it. Yeah. It does say the origin story adaptation is what they're referring to this as. Uh, mm-hmm. is set in Raccoon City in 1998. I do like that it's still set in 1998. Okay. That's, That's an cool. interesting yeah. tidbit. So, 
I don't know. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's set to come out in 2021. That said, though, so many movies in the last week and a half have been pushed back a whole year to 2022 and 2023 that... Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, we'll see, I'll believe that when I see it, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, weird. Yeah, and you know, it's so it's so strange that it's like, you know, they're, they're taking enough, like, pains to be like, oh, no, like, we're going back to the games, and, and look, we're bringing the characters from the games into the movie, but it's like... Yeah, but I mean, are we really gonna care uh, about that if they're in a movie that's nothing like the games? You know, <laughs> like if it's like a weird melding and hodgepodge of a bunch of different stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know. Because I, I, if they do do both stories, if we get like flashbacks to the mansion while the story of two is playing out, I just I, I have to. I, I'm trying to imagine just how truncated both of them are going to feel if they go through the whole stories <laughs> and essentially what I assume is going to be maybe what at most two hours of a whole movie. Anybody sure. tell both those stories? So mm-hmm. I am concerned. The casting itself is quite interesting. Um, I think the casting, for the most part, is fairly promising. Robbie Amell's not a mm-hmm. great actor, but he does kind of have a Chris esque look to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one that sticks, obviously, there's a couple of characters who uh, have changed from the games in terms of they've, they've cast like you know other races for some of the characters, uh, mm-hmm. which is obviously totally fine. I, like I, I think, you know, let's face it, the cast in the game is like a, a bit in the all white side so uh by all means go on and sure. <laughs> you know make some changes uh the only one that sticks out to me even though i like the actor is i think tom hopper as albert wesker feels a little bit miscast he's the mm-hmm. only one who i look at there and go mm, i don't know <laughs> and i like him mm-hmm. but he's not slimy cheesy wesker yeah yeah um I don't know. I, I have to. I, I can't picture most of these, most of these people in uh, in my head. Like uh, I've seen a lot of the shows and stuff there, but I can't really kind of pull them straight from memory. But uh, I mean, seems alright though. I mean, it seems like maybe it's skewing a bit on the younger side. Not like the you know people in the games are like super old, but I always imagine them more in like mm. you know thirties. Like Wesker is someone I. I mean, he's probably like younger supposed to be younger but i don't know i guess growing up he always seemed kind of older to me like maybe like early 40s or something but um i don't know it just might be because <laughs> uh he just seems so much older when i was really young and playing it um are you kind of mad that they didn't get the like original live action cast from the first game to <laughs> reprise the roles <laughs> i mean as much as i would love that i don't think the rest of the world would appreciate the uh the acting quality even though i think it'd be hilarious mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just looked up Robbie Mills thirty two. He's playing Chris. That sounds mm. not that far off from what I imagine Chris to be, to be honest. Yeah, I guess. I mean, do you know what I think it is? I think our perception mm. of what how old a thirty something year old person looks like has changed a lot mm. since we were kids. Totally, totally. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, hey, where's uh, where's Rebecca? <laughs> Why? Where's Rebecca? Out of the- where's Barry Barton, son of a bitch? <laughs> The best character. Now, admittedly, these characters might still appear. They're just not in the main, mm-hmm. you know, five or six cast, which probably yeah. means that they're not going to be in the movie that long if they are there. But I mean, I get it. You got to. But this is this is the problem of like combining one and two. Is it means characters like Barry get shortchanged? Like how dare yeah, you? Yeah, that would. Yeah, that'd really suck. Uh, I don't know. It's uh, there's there's definitely a lot of questions uh to be had here. But I would say I am, you know, tentatively uh, excited uh, <laughs> at the moment. Like. You know the those that original series of movies was just such a train wreck and like uh, I don't know I do think it probably would be I, I I mean you know it's easy to say like yeah just adapt the game and it'll be great um, I I know that's like a lot harder said than done it's actually probably like pretty hard to 
you know, make like a, a pretty good video game adaptation, I, but I like, would, I would like to see one. <laughs> yeah, I would say look at the uh, the novelization by S. D. Perry oh, sure. for a, a reasonable, it, yeah. you know, a reasonable idea of how you would do it. It's maybe still a bit too long for a movie, but you could do mm-hmm. something with it. But um, I will say the one thing it's got going for it is the is that frankly, it can mm-hmm. be worse than the last ones. That's true. <laughs> like That's it had, true. like at the very least, it's going to be better than Noah's, and the bar is super, super, super low. But yeah. <laughs> if nothing else, I'm going to come out going, well, it was better than those other six garbage movies. So yeah, and uh, and I would say the um, director. While I'm not like, I wouldn't say like I'm in love with their work, but I think they're like a competent enough director that like, at, at the very least, I, I think they can put something together. You know, like it's not like. Mm you know, oh boy, it's going to be a train wreck. Like, um, you know, 47 meters down was okay. And I, I didn't mind strangers pray at night. Like I, I didn't think it was like, oh my God, I, I loved it. But I thought it was like, okay. Yeah. Um, I... And did he have a segment in nightmare cinema? I forget. Might have. It doesn't say that here, but it sounds mm-hmm. feasible. Uh, I might be I, thinking of someone else. I, I would. See, I don't mind if the movie ends up being kind of cheesy, as long as it's the right kind of cheesy. Cause Resident the evil at its nature was always a little bit cheesy. So, that's okay. uh, yeah, like, like honestly, I think my fear would be that they might take it a little too serious. Like, uh, I would actually really love, you know, like an adaptation of the first movie and or, or the first game. And yeah, like you I do was keep say in. Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not the, the first movie. Uh, but no, if like you did an adaptation of the first game and like you leave in, you know, like we all know the you know Jill Sandwich stuff and everything, and like uh. You know, like, obviously you don't want, like, you know, bad acting and stuff. But if you leave in, like, a little bit of that cheese and stuff, I, I think that would be really cool. But, again, I feel like if you're... Obviously, they probably want, you know, like, a, like every movie studio wants, like, uh, you know, recognizable IP to build a big new franchise off of. So they're probably going to take it, like, deadly serious. Uh, but I don't I don't know. Uh, I would like a little cheese, you know. I like a little bit of cheese. Uh, I will say this: I'm at least excited that we're actually going to get like, because you know, because William Birkin's there, we're going to get live action like monster William Birkin, which is actually a yeah. really cool monster <laughs> design. I mean, I would love a proper tyrant. Uh, oh god, wh- me too. Yeah. One, one of the one of the uh, the old movies did have a tyrant s thing, but he had like tentacle <laughs> fingers and stuff instead of a claw. It was weird. Uh, yeah. So, but hey, at least if they give you a proper Birkin, I, I mean. It wouldn't really fit into the, the the second games if that's what they're following, but I'd love mm-hmm. a hunter as well. We never got that in the other movies, so yeah, you know, yeah. Like it's um, it's tough because I don't think you it, it works for the game because you know there's like a you kind of build up on the enemies, you know, like you start with like the low level zombies and then you kind of go up like with some you know creatures that get nastier and nastier and like uh, I feel like for you know a 90 minute to two hour movie it's kind of hard to squeeze in like tons of different monsters oh, yeah. but the, if you have fir- like one or two like the first movie alone outside of the regular zombies would have to have zombie dogs giant spiders neptune <laughs> the shark plant 42 chimeras uh am I missing the snake? oh the snake yeah yeah the big jake the snake uh, <laughs> is that like, its actual name or no it's not okay. <laughs> I, I think the snake's name's yawn if i remember right okay uh, <laughs> But, you know, like, there's a lot of stuff in there. Uh, and I get why you can't have all of it, even though I would love to see every single one of them. Oh, yeah. On screen. Um, I mean, this is kind of exciting, though, because, like, yeah, if they... Because think about, like, how like 
how many things you can do if they do it right like and we get like a whole franchise of you know like you could easily do the the second um you know second game and then i don't know if they want to you know since the third game like is the same setting and stuff like i don't know if they'd want to mix you know two and three together but then like you know possibly getting adaptations like code veronica and four and then yeah maybe not so much five and six but like <laughs> yeah my, uh, my guess is still that this is going to be more of an adaptation of two than one just with the mm-hmm. main characters from one also in it that said yeah. though uh i can see the possibility of somehow it being resident evil one but somehow mm-hmm. claire and leon are just also there like leon's sure. maybe a member of stars and claire or no claire's maybe a member of stars and leon kind of still stumbles into town mm-hmm. as the as his first day in the force kind of thing but ends up in the mountains yeah. instead of the city i don't know or, or even if like i don't know like i i think claire is definitely easier than leon like mm-hmm. um well i mean i don't think it's like that crazy to just insert leon into stars like again since we like the games it's like no that's not how it is but i mean for a movie you know it's you could easily you know say that but uh, I feel like with Claire, though, I mean, it's easier. Like, she could just be looking for, her, you know, if they're in the mansion. So it's like, oh, hey, um, you know, she got, like, a call from her brother that seemed worrisome. So she followed him or maybe if she's always tagging along with them or something, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah. I really, it's not the most important thing in the world, but I really want to see Jill and Chris in their stars uniforms. So yeah, I'd like that. Please yeah. do that. If I hell, Leon in his RPD uniform would be great, too. Which, mm-hmm. I'll say it t- to my dying day. RPD uniform is better than that stupid leather jacket from 4. I will fight you all on it, right? <laughs> I'll fight you all on it. Sure. Uh, so You know who I want to see is uh, uh, Mike, the uh, helicopter pilot from Resident Evil 4. <laughs> uh, who died tragically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was such a such an emotional impact, this character that we knew for like two minutes. <laughs> Yes. And then when he dies. <laughs> Who repeatedly accidentally shot his rockets at you instead of the bad guys and you get pissed <laughs> off at him. Yes. It's a very frustrating segment of that game. So, now Resident Evil, new movie. Apparently coming 2021, but we'll see if that actually holds true. But, yes. So, let's move on. Let's move on to uh, other things. Uh, so, it turns out the Don't Breathe sequel is already finished filming. That is uh, a bit of news that came out this week. Oh, okay. uh, so uh, Stephen Lang, who does return as the blind man, uh, <laughs> told everyone on Twitter that they've wrapped production, and Don't Breathe Two is is done. <clears throat> it's in the can, and they're working on post production. And yeah, uh, the the rumored title is supposed to be Don't Breathe Again, but I mean that's just <laughs> rumors for now. So we'll see. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean I, I like the first one. Uh, yeah, weird to think of like what a, a sequel would be, but I mean hey, I'm down. We do have a description for the second one, though, which is interesting. Oh, okay. And Don't Breathe 2, the blind man has been hiding out for years in an isolated cabin and has taken in and raised a young girl orphaned from a house fire. Their quiet mm. existence is shattered when a group of kidnappers show up and take the girl, forcing the blind man to leave his safe haven to save her. Wait, are they turning him into an anti-hero? <laughs> second it's one? kind of what it sounds like. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I, I guess to properly talk about this, you kind of have to give spoilers for the first Don't Breathe. So if, you know, people mm. haven't seen it, just be aware of that. But like, uh, yeah, this kind of seems like a weird turn considering 
yeah, like you find out he's kind of a bad guy. Well, he, he is like a bad guy in the first movie. Yeah, and maybe there's some sort of dark kind of anti-hero qualities to him mm. raising some kid because he really wanted a kid again, right? That was just without getting too much into yeah. anything. He really wanted another kid. So the mm. idea of him going and like saving a kid uh, is kind of interesting. Mm. I will mm-hmm. say though, this makes me think that the third one should be him teaming up with the the guy from Late Phases to take on werewolves. <laughs> sure. He was also a blind man, for the record. Yeah, uh, that's it. I'd watch that. Yeah, we could just have Stephen Lang, t- you know, fighting various supernatural monsters and entities as, <laughs> as a blind man. I'm okay and, with um, that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so that's coming sometime. Uh, this may be one that they insist on a theater release, though. So we'll maybe have to wait and see if the theaters are actually open again before we uh, get too excited. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't breathe. What a what a tagline for a movie this year. <laughs> don't breathe too hard. Uh, next don't, up is... Don't breathe near someone. Yes. Uh, Escape Room 2 has been delayed to some vague time in 2021. It was meant to be coming out on <laughs> December 30th this year. It was be the New Year's Eve movie. And it's been pushed to just sometime in 2021. So they've got no ex- exact date for it. It's just coming at some point okay <laughs> so uh, i know we're not exactly waiting with baited breath but yeah i mean i i would be interested to see what they do with a, a sequel but yeah i'm not like uh not like too disappointed <laughs> yeah uh next up sam raimi's film that he's producing not directing uh a mm-hmm. horror film called uma is cast sandra O oh mm. in the starring role so this is uh, the film that he's doing uh sony sony stage six films uh and uma is the korean word for mother it follows amanda now played by O, and her daughter living a quiet life on an american farm but when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from korea amanda becomes haunted by the fear of turning into her own mother so hmm. there you go could be interesting yeah but sam raimi's involved so it's probably gonna suck how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And for the record, and, my statement does not apply to Evil Dead related things. Just everything else. Okay. I mean, uh, I think when he... Uh, actually, like, when he produces stuff, like, uh, Crawl was really good. Oh, was that him? I didn't even realize that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure he produced that. I was just trying to wind you up, Tim. Mm, impossible. I'm the coolest, most calmest I've ever been. Bullshit. <laughs> Next up, Alison Williams, who was the evil white girl in Get Out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I should probably say spoilers for uh, it's kind of a spoiler. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the white people in Get Out are evil. I'm sorry, okay? I've, I've, I've spoiled it. Uh, she's signed on to star and executive producer in a Blumhouse film. So, yeah, Blim, Jason Bloom's at it again. Uh, <laughs> it's called Megan, uh, although the E's are number three just to give you a sense of uh, you know what it's going to do with some of this. In the mm-hmm. film, Williams is going to play Gemma, a brilliant roboticist at a toy company. She uses artificial intelligence to develop Megan, a lifelike doll programmed to be a kid's greatest companion and, uh, and a parent's greatest ally. After unexpectedly Ooh. gaining custody of an orphan niece, Gemma enlists the help of Megan, uh, the prototype, a decision that has unimaginable consequences. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that could be cool. Uh, we're getting creepy robot doll. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's kind of like the, the Chucky reboot with more of a, you know, a different spin on it. Yeah, yeah which, uh, you know, I, I did like that reboot. So, um, you know, the, this tentatively uh, has me a, a, a bit excited. 
Yeah, uh, James Wan actually came up with the concept. Uh, Akela uh-huh. Cooper wrote the script. So James Wan's not, not, not involved with it past that, but I think he's producing mm-hmm. it, though. Uh, Atomic Monster's uh, producing it, so that makes sense. Uh, cool. I mean, um, yeah, I'm, I'm at least uh, interested for now. So it's a collaboration between Wan's company, Bloomhouse, and Universal. That's your... Three titans of the yeah. industry. Your, your, your triforce of, of, of modern <laughs> horror together once again uh that sounds interesting though i'm i'm i'm, I'm intrigued i'm intrigued uh you consider yeah. universal the part of the trifer triforce of modern horror don't, i mean i'm not really i was just trying to crack a joke i mean okay <laughs> the, the triforce of modern horror is probably what uh blumhouse i don't even know what the two would be <laughs> <laughs> uh like uh shutter does that count <laughs> i don't know if that counts i mean lionsgate I do all the uh no no it's not lionsgate it's what warner brothers and new line do all the the, the conjuring universe stuff do they count as one of the the triforce sure. i don't know yeah was that like rl dje or whatever that you see in front of like 50 trailers <laughs> yeah it tends to be more right. indian foreign stuff i i guess that the, the mainstream triforce would be new line bloomhouse and then I guess uh, A24. Oh, sure. Which yeah. is still pretty indie, admittedly, but, you know, it's, it's, a, it's more well-known indie now, I suppose. Like, they've got yeah. a cred. Yeah. Well, why are we debating this? I don't know. That's your fault. <laughs> I blame you. Uh, mm-hmm. Next up, IFC Midnight has acquired The Vigil for release in 2021. Uh, this is a movie we did hear about some time ago. Uh, I'll remind you what mm-hmm. it is, though. Uh, so, yeah, this is going to come out in February 26th. But here's what the uh, description is. Uh, the Vigil is a supernatural horror film set over the course of a single evening in a Brooklyn uh, Hasidic Borough Park neighborhood. Uh, low on funds and having recently left his insular religious community, uh, Yaakov reluctantly accepts an offer from his former former rabbi to and confidant to take on the responsibility of an overnight shomer, fulfilling a Jewish practice of watching over a body of a deceased community member. Shortly after arriving at recently at the recently departed uh, dilapidated house to set the vigil, Yakov begins to realize that something is very, very wrong. Uh, I actually kind of like the concept of this, uh, mm-hmm. being tasked with like staying with a dead body overnight and obviously, you know, supernatural stuff's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. It makes me think a little bit of the autopsy agenda in some ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my mind was going to um, this... Uh... I think it was like from the 60s and uh, I forget what country it was from, uh, but uh, this movie V, V-I-Y, which is like a really oh, good sure, yeah. uh, um, movie about like having to yeah, stay overnight with a, a, a corpse. Um, the But no, yeah, that, that does sound uh, pretty interesting. I'm intrigued at least by the mo- at the moment. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm into the concept. So that's coming out uh, early next year. So that's the vigil. Mm-hmm. Next up, and this one actually had a trailer, but I didn't send it to you because it was didn't have English subtitles. But I think it's worth mentioning <laughs> the news of it anyway because it's uh, coming to Netflix. Netflix have got the worldwide rights to the Swarm, which is mm-hmm. a foreign film about a swarm of locusts. So we're getting a, a sort of mm-hmm. nature monster esque movie <laughs> in the style mm-hmm. of the bees and stuff of that nature. And bats <laughs> and bats, yes. Uh, which you, you watched this week because I, yes. I, I saw some tweeting about it. Um, 
I remember enjoying that well enough when I was like 11, but I mean, I, I don't imagine it's held up very well. <laughs> it's, uh, I actually had a lot of fun with it. I mean, it's, it's very cheesy, but mm. like, so yeah, I wouldn't say a good movie, but if you want like a fun, cheesy movie, I, I think, uh, it was, it will fit the bill. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that fun cheese. Yeah. Uh, so in the film, life is hard for Virginie or Virgin. I don't know. I mean, it's a foreign name, <laughs> so I'm doing my mm-hmm. best. Who lives in a farm with her children and raises grasshoppers uh, to be made into flour. But everything changes when she discovers the locusts have a taste for blood. Mm. Interesting. I'm all right for this. Is not a genre we see a lot of these days. So I, you know what? I'm all. I'm all no, right with it. No. I, I mean, honestly, no, I, I do love, like, animal attack movies. Um, the, uh, I, I mean, bug movies kind of, uh, I, I'm a little cautious of because it just, like, screams bad CGI to me. Like, oh, you have sure. to do, like, so many, like, swarm shots and, and stuff that I just imagine it uh, not looking too well. But, uh, I mean, it, it could still be cool, though. Yeah, so that's the swarm. Uh, which takes on to a couple of trailers we're going to talk about this week. The first one is a film that's coming to Shudder. It's called The Banishing, and it comes from director Christopher Smith, who did a film called Creep. Not the Creep with uh, Duplass, the found footage movie. It was a film from ah. 2005 set in the, uh, the the English subway tunnels. But he also did Severance. He did a, a science fiction film called Triangle. Okay. Um, and he's done a new film here called called The Banishing. So, when a vengeful spirit haunts the little girl and threatens to tear the family apart, the rev- the reverend and his wife- wait, I've missed a part of this, have I not? Yes. The actually tells the story of a young reverend, his wife, and daughter, who move into a manor with a horrifying secret. When a vengeful spirit haunts the little girl and threatens to tear the family apart, the reverend and his wife are forced to confront their beliefs. They must turn to black magic by seeking the help of famous occultists or risk losing their daughter. So, yeah, and that's, you know, the trailer here. So what did you think of the trailer? Um, it, it was okay, I guess. Like, it, uh, I, I wouldn't say it necessarily got me super excited, but, um, I wasn't, like, completely turned off either. Like, just looked like, all right, I mean, this could be decent, but I was a little hard to tell. Yeah, I, the premise feels fairly, you know, by the numbers. It doesn't feel sure. like it's doing anything particularly special. I will say the trailer at least had a sense of style to it. Yeah. It felt like it was it was strongly focused in its style. Now, mm-hmm. I've seen a few of these movies that this director's done, and mm-hmm. they've varied from kind of mediocre to okay to decent, kind of. Okay. Like, that's been kind of the range that I felt with them. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping... So I'm not expecting a bad movie, because I don't think he's made any bad movies from what I've seen, but okay. I'm not expecting like to be blown away either. Uh, I mean, this this mm. is a lot of uh, in here about talking to the occultist who's got you know the Irish accent and a lot yeah. of like doing some rituals and like you know it's a jump scare at the end. You know, it's very by the numbers in terms of what it's doing, mm-hmm. but it's got potential. It's not a you know it's, it's probably a good get for Shudder. It's a good thing to put on Shudder and yeah. say here this is an exclusive. Mm-hmm. How about it? So yeah, yeah. So, uh, but uh, we don't actually have. Uh, a release date, yeah. Uh, just, okay. This is just uh, the trailer to say they've got it and it's coming <laughs> and whatnot. Uh, Shudder tend to just sort of announce a month in advance of when things are coming, so I wouldn't be surprised if you get like a, a news item saying that it's coming like December in like a month's time. Yeah. Uh, so the other trailer we had to look at this week is called 
Smiley Face Killers, and it stars Crispin Glover. Although I didn't catch a glimpse of him in the trailer, which probably means that he's saved for like the big ending or something like that. So we don't get to see him I, too much. I thought there was a like after his name appears on screen. I think they show like a real quick scene of like a um one of the killers taking off a mask or something, and I thought maybe that was him. But that may have been. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. But this is uh, loosely based on a true story of uh, actual killers in California uh, hunting young men, and it seems to follow this main character. What did you think of the uh, the trailer? Uh, honestly, I was not that into it. Um, yeah, it, it just seemed maybe like a little generic to me. Um, and I, I don't know, it kind of seemed like it was trying really hard to like get you excited by the names involved versus like the actual movie well this, see- this is actually kind of the main reason why i want to talk about this is a because christopher mm-hmm. glover was in it but b is it's, it's telling you that it came from the same writer as american psycho which is cool and it came mm-hmm. from this and that and then it came up with one of my favorite things i've ever seen in the trailer it said <laughs> from a director of breaking bad a director from Breaking Bad. <laughs> Not the director of something. A director from Breaking Bad. That yeah. really made me laugh. <laughs> me too. I was like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it. And like, it makes sense because, you know, TV shows do have multiple directors and stuff. But like, mm-hmm. it, it, it's kind of like, yeah, funny when it, it just sounds very blase to be like, yeah, one of the directors from that show. Yeah, it, was, it made me chuckle. It was kind of the main thing I wanted to talk about more than anything. The, the, the trailer <laughs> as a whole is, is just kind of fine. Uh, I, I did think some of the acting felt a bit in the indie sort of weak side. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I'll definitely, um, be down to watch this, but yeah, it, it just felt like nothing like super interesting that I've seen before. And, um, I, I don't know, like, uh, yeah, uh, uh, nothing about it really stood out to me. Yeah. So that's coming on December 8th. Uh, on demand, Blu-ray, DVD, all the all the home formats that you can possibly think of. Well, except for K Blu-ray, because small movies like this don't tend to get that. But sure. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so that is uh, Smiley Face Killers. So there you go. That is the news for the week. Um, so I will ask Tim to tell me his standout movie that he's watched this week. It <laughs> wasn't for review, of course, just something he's watched for his October. Um, I'll, I'll do a, I have a few quick things I want to mention. Uh, sure. I'll, I'll keep it very fast, but, um, first, uh, I, I finished all of the, um, the one missed call, uh, trilogy, Japanese horror film from the early two thousands. Uh, first one directed by, uh, Takashi Miike, um, which, uh, that one's probably the best. Um, honestly, overall, I wasn't too crazy about the series, but I did want to bring it up because I, I think that's like one thing that you might like. So like, it's so so basically you know the basic premise of it is um you get a call and the call like will basically uh like tell you about your upcoming death like it'll be uh a, like you'll get a phone call and then it'll just be like you screaming something and then you know whatever sometime later it'll come true and it's a, it's a little final destinationy cuz um it, it's kind of weird cuz like some of the deaths are like you know, uh, it, it almost seems like the final destination thing where it's like a bunch of stuff in the environment is, you know, goes haywire and like causes a big elaborate death. But then also sometimes it's just like a ghost kills you, <laughs> which <laughs> is kind of weird. 
<clears throat> um, no consistency is what you're saying. N not a ton. Um, but the, the first one's pretty decent. Second one was okay. You know, it's kind of like the same as the first, just like, you know, bit of a you know new uh tie to the story but one of the reasons why i wanted to bring it up is because the third one because I, I think you'll enjoy um what they do with the third one because uh so, so they add like a rule uh to it which i, I think is Ooh, really fun i love rules you know <laughs> me and rules tammy <laughs> so uh in the third one it's like this um this like high school class they, they go on a like school trip to uh korea and um basically there's like this new ghost and you know it's doing the same thing it's sending the calls warning people about their death but they introduce the fact that if you get the call you can actually forward it to someone else <laughs> and so and, and you can only do it one time so like you know so you can't just keep forwarding it forever and ever it can only be forwarded once uh but then uh, it, it's a really cool element because then what that does is, you know, obviously you have people being afraid of dying from the ghost, but then also whenever anyone gets the call, because it's always like the same ringtone when you get the call, like, you know, you'll have like these group of students and then they'll see someone gets like the call and then everyone turns on that person to like, you know, like get him, like make sure he doesn't forward it to me and like, hey man, like you wouldn't want to do like do that to me, right? Come on, we're buddies. Like I like you, come on. Uh -huh. So, um... <laughs> yeah like uh, unfortunately i don't think the movie is like that great uh it might actually be my favorite just because uh, it is like a little cheesier and funnier but um i just really like that wrinkle that they add i think it <laughs> makes it really interesting that is um, intriguing uh and then and then uh, just uh, two other things a uh, real quick um unless you had a question about one missed call I was just going to say, look, look out for it probably in October third. Oh, sure. years, years to come, it'll be one of the, the yeah. short franchises we'll pump out one October. But continue. Uh, so another one I, I had heard about, um, I, I think probably like from like Bloody Disgusting or something that sounded interesting, and actually just blind bought the uh, Blu-ray. Um, this movie, Uncle Peckerhead, which um, <laughs> sounds great. It's <laughs> it's like a horror comedy. Uh, so basically, it's about this kind of like um, this small punk band who you know they're very like down on their luck and playing really you know crappy gigs and not getting paid and their like van gets repossessed and they're about to go on this kind of like small little mini tour and they just kind of start asking people if they can like use their van if they can like rent it or whatever and um they ask this like older gentleman who you know um he says people just call him peckerhead because that's uh, all his daddy ever called him and you know be being called peck for short and he's like this very like he's kind of like old and creepy but also like very lovable like um you know he has this kind of like i don't know like hometown kind of like charm to him where he's just like well shoot yeah let's do it um but then he he goes on tour with them and uh he's actually like really nice and supportive of the band it's actually like uh you know at first he seems creepy but he's really nice but then the uh thing is is every night at midnight he turns into uh what he calls uh a thing which basically he just like becomes a monster and like eats people um but like he's but they like he's like nice enough that he still likes um you know this band and stuff but then like he'll eat people that are mean to him like you know they have a show with like a you know a manager that stiffs them on pay or whatever so he'll go and eat them and um yeah, I actually thought it was like a really charming like little movie. You know, it's like it's like pretty low budget, it's very independent. 
<clears throat> but you know there's some like decent gore and i think the characters are all really likable and it kind of reminded me of like uh like an earlier mid-2000s indie movie that i don't know i feel like you don't see as much anymore um where it does have kind of this crazy concept uh but like very lovable characters and uh it's presented very well so um yeah i don't know if it's really streaming anywhere um i, I don't know if i would say people just blindly buy the you know blu-ray or dvd I, i'm actually glad i bought it because i like it and will probably watch it again but i mean i, I don't know it, if you watch the trailer and, and it looks up your alley i would recommend checking it out um and then just one last quick thing uh i watched a, a movie from I, I thought it was newer but i guess it's from 2018 but it's a uh korean found footage movie called gongium haunted asylum uh which is streaming on prime right now and uh, it, it's a pretty typical found footage movie like story wise it's nothing you haven't seen before it's a youtube horror show that investigates scary places and they investigate this you know supposedly extremely haunted you know mental asylum uh so like story wise it's nothing too crazy but i gotta say uh it is one of the creepier things like i've seen uh, in a while and they're like i don't want to give anything away but there was like one scene that like <laughs> genuinely creeped me and my wife out <clears throat> like um like uh she hasn't done this in a while but like if she gets really scared um like in a movie like she'll grab my arm and like we were kind of just very lazily watching this on the couch and there was uh like this one scene that was just like so freaky that like <laughs> she was like on her back but she had to like scramble up like <laughs> to, to grab me she was like oh my god <laughs> uh so yeah i, I mean i don't want to hype it up too much uh but uh again i thought it was like you know in, in terms of like found footage i think this is a very good one okay all right interesting all right a couple of things to to mention uh so anyone who joins the live streams that I do uh, over on the Mail Fuzz Live channel will <laughs> know that we had a sort of tipping competition last month to see who would who would get to pick the main theme for what we watch uh, <laughs> on the on the watch party style streams the October, and the, the 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 theme that was picked was horror from the deep, meaning aquatic, <laughs> you know, maybe fish monsters or you know anything that kind of fills into that kind of loose genre. Um, and the two stuff that I've watched since the last news, uh, one of which is pretty mainstream and i just never seen it, and that was Deep Rising, which is from Stephen Summers, who went on to direct The Mummy. So okay. I went into it not really knowing like how much of a horror movie it was really going to be, and it actually is, because once it gets going, it becomes pretty clear that it's a, it's a rip-off combination of Titanic meets Aliens. That's, that's what it is. Okay. Uh, technical monsters cool. and a ship that's you know kind of sinking... Uh, with a a group of like mercenaries and thieves who are trying to like rob this rich ship, uh, mm-hmm. but then you know, and there's some cast you know, FMK Jensen's in it. Uh, okay, you know, if you know her, uh, mm-hmm. the guy from uh, what was that? What was that zombie buddy cop thing? We were Dead Heat. Oh, Dead Heat. Yeah, yeah there was the main guy from that was like the main dude in it. Uh, okay. honestly it was a decent cheesy time I mean the, the dialogue is terrible every, every <laughs> that's what, what, what something we were saying as we were watching it is that every line that comes out of the main character's mouth sounds mm-hmm. like it was written so that it could be put in a trailer on its own uh. <laughs> uh, so it's just it's a lot of that but you know the, and the CG's dated horribly but it really is <laughs> like this you know over the top cheesy horror action movie um, 
down to the fact that it ends with what I'm going to assume inspired the ending of Resident Evil 4, the video game, with a, a jet ski uh, section <laughs> of like trying to escape an exploding okay. ship. Uh, so I think it's worth it. It's, it's, honestly, it was a fun time. And I think, okay. you know, Stephen Summers, I don't think he's done anything super worthwhile after the first Mummy movie. Like, Van mm-hmm. Helsing was trash. The third <laughs> Mummy movie was really bad. <laughs> so, but honestly, it was a fun time. Uh, I wouldn't say no to it. So, uh, that's Deep I'll Rising from 1998. Yeah. I, I was mm. surprised I'd never seen it. It was one of those things that I, I'm, I'm shocked this is not something I saw on cable on, like, on a movie channel at some point mm-hmm. in my early teens, but somehow I just never did. Uh, and then the other thing I watched mm. was from 1977. It's called Shockwaves. And it mm. is a... So it's a, about characters on a boat. You've got a couple of known faces in there. Peter Cushing's in there kind of as a villain. And you've got... Uh, uh john carradine who's david carradine's father is like the captain of the ship and basically it's a group of tourists who end up sort of stranded next to like a an old derelict ship in an island where during world war ii uh like nazi scientists were trying to like make zombies so it's actually kind of a zombie movie but mm. it fills the criteria of this genre because a it's very boat focused and water focused but the zombies always come out of the water and they don't really mm. act like normal zombies they, they kind of just walk up and kill people there's no eating there's no mm-hmm. other things uh but the, the sad part about this is that the first like 20 30 minutes well it's a little bit off and weird has kind mm-hmm. of a cool tone the music's kind of nice it feels like it's kind of setting up for a fun little b movie from the 70s the the last hour of it though sadly is like so much boring walking through like the island like jungle and very little happening it's very slow paced by the end of it i was just praying for it to end i was just i was so bored so had kind of a promising start but it was really dull after that unfortunately but yeah i I, i've heard of this movie i've never actually seen it though but yeah i i thought because it had like a special edition blu-ray that i was i was in for a good time you know all people care about this one because it was good but honestly Mm -hmm. after the first like 20 30 minutes it just kind of went really downhill in a really not even like a fun way just in a really boring way which yeah. that's the worst so yeah so yeah that's what i wanted to mention but hey uh so there you go uh that'll wrap up our, our horror movie news uh this week and it's probably worth mentioning that we're all only gonna have another couple of these i think before they go on hiatus for kind of an indefinite amount of time mm-hmm. uh we're going to keep doing them till the rest of october mm-hmm. um but because tim's going to paternity leave uh early next mm-hmm. year we're going to be spending all of our sort of recording time banking episodes for that that mm-hmm. duration so um on, on the off chance that we can use that time to get some extra episodes banked all the news mm. episodes will be stopping at the end of october they will be back sometime in late spring give or take mm. uh but that's the that's the plan yeah. maybe if there's like huge breaking news maybe we can do mm. like a short one or something like a special just because something happens that's worth yeah yeah if if they if they release a a trailer for this resident evil movie or something like that'll probably be something we want to talk about Oh yeah, or they announce like, "Oh, Friday the Thirteenth's back," and here's yeah. the the cast for it or something. We'll do a quick thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, it's not impossible. You might see it, the odd things sprinkled here or there, but the idea is, is that Tim will be on essential recording vacation for a few months at the start of the year. So, mm-hmm. uh, so and in, in preparation for that, we're going to be stopping the news a little bit earlier so we can we can bank up. Uh, but yeah. you know, there's a couple more still to come. Uh, we're going to keep them going uh, till whatever the last recording day in October is, which I, I haven't checked when that is. Does that mean there's two more? I assume that means there's two more. Yeah, there's two more. Mm, yeah, it's not a tumor, but yeah, it's not a tumor. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, 
Uh, anyway, what do I usually say at the end of these? Uh, thank you very much. Please hit the like button. Liking is super important on YouTube and helps us out a lot and lets more people find us. Uh, you can also support us financially over at patreon.com slash TV for as little as $1 per month and get an exclusive extra episode of Screams After Midnight every single month. And you can also, of course, uh, get early access to the review episodes and other things like that over there. So go and have a look and see if you're interested in helping keeping all the content coming and feeling warm and mildly fuzzy in your cold black hearts. Thank you very much. Uh, also catch us on Twitter at Screams Midnight for updates and rambles and weird jokes from Tim. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much. Yeah, keep looking out for more episodes throughout October. Bunch of extra ones, of course. Um, yes, just yesterday, by the time this goes up, uh, Evil Dead 2 will have been up. So go and have a look at that and look forward to Evil Dead 3 and the reboot from 2013 throughout the rest of the month, as well as other episodes that are coming so that is us thank you once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time